rolling. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. formerly known as jesse nice i like how you played that happy halloween <laughs> damn close to it happy halloween as you, if you didn't know we're very into it we're fucking if you're watching you should be watching the youtube if you're not because we are fully in character right now we are dressed up for your amusement and you know what i mean i'll just say it enjoyment personal yeah. enjoyment <laughs> totally we, we dove into our closets and uh came up with these uh outfits for you this is really an episode you need to be watching along with listening. Yeah, because, I mean, we need to figure out why two men have random costumes and disguises hidden away just to grab for a podcast well, at any time. This one's mine that I'm rocking this year for, uh, for Halloween. I'm going out to the bars as a wizard with a little bit of green inlay going on him. Ooh, he's fancy, fancy. Yeah, this is last year's, dude. I'm not even going to lie. I haven't even picked out a costume for this year. We're going out next weekend, and I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm going to be. I'm not going to be Batman again. No, not even really. Uh, You die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Dude, exactly. That's a man. Dude, no, that's a man that knows what it's like to to come under pressure and putting yourself under those certain pressures. That's how you build the diamond, all right? Just gonna a little fun fact right there. Or you can just go my easy route. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Dude, at first I couldn't tell if you were a wizard or if you were Sam Kinison because you had some kind of flip-flop hat going on and I was just waiting for you to scream at me through the microphone. It's it's got that pointy wizard hatness to it, but uh it's it's quite large, I will say. Maybe I should have gone a size down because I'm drowning in this thing. Dude. Yeah. I'm lose myself, not Eminem style. It was meant for a much bigger wizard than you. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, if you've been listening to our episodes throughout the month of October, you know we've had a scary sort of slant. We had a ghost hunter on our last episode. Episode before that, did a little round uh, the fireplace storytelling with some other podcasts. Shout out to Jordan from Growcast, Scott and Steve from the Lost Signals podcast. Hell yeah, we love those guys. Yeah, it was great having them on for that. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll have something very spooky planned for you next week as well what we're hoping so uh you know what let's just jump right into it we're gonna have all halloween type themed scary spooky stuff for you this episode as well and uh we'll start out with the candy matt won't you think of the children there's concern <laughs> at this time about children and you know we're talking about cannabis 
we always like to start out our new. So we're wrapping candy, Halloween, cannabis, all in one here. Every year, there's this concern that kids are just going to get handed out THC lace Tootsie Pops and fucking gummy rings and all kinds of goodies that are just going to have them fucking chilling out on the teeter-totter as they're laced off their fucking asses on candy that the neighbors handed out. Dude, this story comes up every year, and I get so upset, and I know you do too as well. So, uh, what city is it this year? Do we have like a city, a certain city that's like acting a fool here, or... We can put a police department in Pennsylvania on blast. Johnstown. They're warning us. Big bad THC candies coming out for your little ones. Um, I will say this ABC News article um, does a good job because they actually, they talked to the police who were like, warning people, oh, you know, be aware that THC candy is out there and that they confiscated, I guess, some uh, counterfeit nerds rope candy that was supposedly 400 milligrams THC per rope. Dude, and dude, that was meant for me, not the kids on Halloween, all right? Dude. The the candy company that makes nerds, which is Ferrera Candy Company, they said that that was a counterfeit product, so I don't think it was even real. That might have been someone just trying to... No, of course not, dude. Of course... Yeah, the fucking the empire that makes nerds is gonna risk it just to make some fucking black market weed candy. No, some genius was like, I need to make nerd candies that get people high, and I am totally behind that, and I would want some. <laughs> yeah, so they that was one thing that they were pointing to, saying like, hey, it is out there, and it's like, of course it's out there. Like, have you been to a dispensary? If you haven't, uh, Matt and I have done a little bit of research. And we've looked at what the prices on edibles are out here on the West Coast and on the East Coast. And I was taking a look at the edibles at the dispensary that I like to go to. If we're going to look at like candies and chocolates, your cheapest chocolate bar is going to run. And we're talking king size. Like this would be like if the uh, uh, person in the neighborhood who gives out the best possible candy bar, you know, a full size. We're talking 12 bucks a bar. That's that is not a bargain. That is top dollar if you are handing that out to people. So I think that's not uh, that's not gonna happen in my book. No, no, dude, no way, no way, fucking Jose. Even on my end, like in in the legal market, I mean, it's just as expensive in the black market. Market in my experience, at least. Like when I go to my guys, like they they peddle the same shit. Like they'll have professional package shit, and I'm like, I don't buy edibles from some guy that's selling this shit out of his house. All right, first off, but uh, when I go to like Massachusetts and go to the legal market, I mean, it's dude, it's like forty fucking dollars to get twenty gummies or forty dollars for like a normal Hershey sized bar with cannabis in it with hundred milligrams, which honestly is not much for somebody who's a normal cannabis user i mean uh, to a kid yeah i guess that would be a lot but like dude who's gonna have that kind of money to just like fucking be a tormentor and hand out these fucking trips to kids for no fucking reason so there they also in this abc news article interviewed someone who is a recreational uh cannabis user and they said look no one's gonna be handing out <laughs> cannabis candies. Uh, there's really no danger at all about this. So, yeah. 
it, it's amusing. I mean, at least it's just so amusing to anybody that has any familiarity with cannabis at all. Because I mean, it's just like nobody's out there handing this shit out. Like it, it's 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 so absurd. Out a ten dollar bill to every kid that walked up to your uh, your house, you know. And then also, what's the motive in even if you're gonna hand out one? Mm. what's the motive there yeah really is none so yeah man that people have to worry about and nowadays like it's never packaged like anything like regular candy either it looks like straight medicine no matter what like they make a purpose to like make it look completely different than what a candy does you don't have like hershey's looking fucking cannabis bars you have fucking plain white wrappers with a brand and name and like a logo years ago you might have seen more of that yeah. yeah more recently it's come down to like it'll just it'll be sort of like that loose uh 7-eleven brand candy that's just in like a plastic wrapper and it says like peach rings at the top yeah man and uh, yeah it's just absurd i so, mean not something you have to worry about we're gonna be posting this article up on our facebook page on thursday so you can read a little bit more about it if uh, you have any concerns you know, and if you do want to give out any edibles, um, I think Matt, we talked before. We're we're up for if people want to give them, they can give them to us instead of kids. Yeah, dude, definitely give them to us. Um, we will gladly accept them and dispose of them the proper way, which is by ingestion. So and then severe Netflix uh, lethargy. Yeah. yeah, and probably some munchies too, but. We'll see how it plays out, <laughs> man. Well, we're keeping up. Uh, we're going to keep talking about weed a little bit here, and uh, we're going to this week on Florida Man, where we're going to Pasco County, and uh, the sheriff's office has something quite interesting—a really cool story where a guy was uh, repeatedly calling the police over the weekend because uh, his roommate had allegedly stolen twenty dollars worth of marijuana from him. <laughs> now, in case you're not familiar and you're not from Florida, Florida is not a legal state, so it is it, it is still a uh, Schedule One narcotic, and it is you know something that'll get you in trouble. It's a Schedule One. That's uh, I was gonna say that's pretty high up there. Isn't that that's where it is federally, right? That would be for like oil and stuff. No, I thought Schedule One was. Am, am I pulling a stoner moment? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll Here comes the cops, dude. The cops are coming to get me. Coming for you as soon as you said it. Dude, yeah, marijuana is a Schedule One narcotic, dude. How dare you? You're the fucking bad stoner, dude. Okay, well, we're we're all learning things here. Yeah, dude. So basically, anyway, I was just adding that for flavor. They didn't say that in the. I guess that just. I guess that just confused me because it's like a misdemeanor if you have like guys. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, I was just adding it for flavor. This guy basically is calling the police. He's got an illegal substance that he had in possession, and now his roommate's stolen. So now he's basically snitching on himself. For having something that's illegal in the first place. So, and not only is he calling once, he keeps calling, like, and he's being, like, very chaotic and hanging up in mid-conversation. like mid conversation. And, like, he keeps talking to him. And then, meanwhile, there's a deputy that's en route. And uh, the deputy makes a post under, like, the sheriff office, like, official Instagram. Where he's, like, just, like, saying, like, this guy keeps calling us. And we're, like, telling him, like, we can't fucking help you, dude. Like, do you know what you're doing? Like, we could arrest you. Yeah, I feel like they feel bad for him. Because they could just come, like, take him away for it. Yeah, they definitely could. And, uh, you know, it's they didn't say anything about him actually getting arrested. So I doubt they did. I, I bet they gave him a break. 
I mean, it was $20 worth of weed, probably a gram. I mean, what do you get for 20? And it's amazing that he just kept calling the police. Uh, I'm wondering if other drugs had the had a little bit of, to play with this as well. I don't know. Maybe he's just really naive. Yeah, maybe. I mean, shit. You gotta take the law into your own hands at that point. Dude, maybe a college kid. Dude, a gram of weed is a gram of weed, you know, at that age. <laughs> well, that, or, like, I mean, take the equivalent out of out of your roommate's wallet, then. Like, it, this means war, doesn't does it not? Dude, how many things can you do to a roommate? Like, let's start listing off the terrible things you can do to a roommate. First off, you can shit in his Wheaties. You can definitely shit in his Wheaties. You can turn off the uh, dryer and washer on his laundry. Put a, a rat trap in between his legs while he sleeps. Trademark that stepbrothers. <laughs> you can butter his face while he sleeps. There's, there's numerous things. Super glue everything upside down. Classic rock and roll bit. There's plenty. You could upper decorate, but then you're going to be suffering. Oh, dude, upper decorate. If you got two bathrooms and like he's got his own, like. Put some cayenne in the shampoo. Yeah, dude. Ooh, that's, that's pretty dirty, dude. I was going to say Nair. But maybe that that might be like crossing the line because then you're gonna be hanging out with a dude who's like looking like a chemo patient. We gotta be talking about twenty dollars worth of weed equivalent revenge. Yeah, I just yeah, that was a little that was a little much. I mean, yeah, maybe just like you know, I, I say make everything spicy for a day. You put the the eye drops in his drink, like if he's got a favorite drink in the fridge, because that makes you like fucking have horrible diarrhea. I guess that's what the movies say. Anyway, some of, the, some of these could be recycled for uh, April Fools. It sounds like. Yeah, I mean, depending upon how high you want to bring the level. I mean, I, I wouldn't say those are for the amateur prankster. A lot of those. But we're we're on Halloween pranks. Oh. None, none of those really fit the bill. Nah, unfortunately. In our next story here, I have a man who, I don't think this was a prank. I think this was out of pure frustration. We're headed over to Brooklyn, where a very rude pumpkin smasher is wanted for going around and smashing pumpkins. Oh, how rude. This guy walked up on uh, third between 3rd and 4th Avenues on uh, 81st Street in Brooklyn, and a surveillance camera caught him strolling up casually looks around grabs a pumpkin off of someone's stoop and then he he smashes it on the ground and if that's not uh, good enough he picks it up again and smashes the largest chunk yet one more time uh, i don't know if it was even uh carved as a jack-o-lantern i i think <laughs> it was just like a decorative pumpkin that was outside and there's no like history between this man in particular and the people who had the pumpkin out front so they're very confused as to why specifically they were targeted that's so ridiculous dude good old pumpkin smashing i mean it's bound to happen it's bound to happen honestly you gotta wait, you gotta wait till like later in the season when they're like soft right? do you though are the rules applied to it because i mean i don't know i don't know yeah, dude it's gonna be super firm and hard to smash in the like just sheer logistics like it's gonna get a lot softer you come up with like a little sledgehammer baseball bat action boom that thing's gonna be everywhere it's like, i don't know dude chaos theory it's like everybody else is doing it after like after halloween i'm gonna do it fucking way before so they gotta carve another pumpkin boom just too excited can't wait. crazy dude dude that's a, that's a wild card out there and, and you're only supposed to smash your own pumpkins 
You can't you can't smash others. If you either that or if you want to go to one of those places where they launch them out of the catapults and shit. They're coming for us for talking about all this pumpkin smash. God, dude, I live in the hood and um, I just want to get out. So, if you been rough these days, if you could check out the Patreon, get get me out of the hood. That would be cool. God, they're shooting me. <laughs> oh, dude, look at those highly realistic gunshots. Dude. Now you're gonna help my family pay for a funeral. <sighs> Patreon slash American Slacker podcast. We'll make that our fifty dollars. Dude. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's what's up with the pumpkin smasher. They haven't. I don't think they caught the guy. So. We could we could throw this article up. I'm not sure what day, so uh, just go and uh, subscribe on our Facebook. Let's let's call it Monday. How about that? We'll call. How about that? Post this pumpkin smasher. Hopefully he'll be caught before. I was gonna say add on. This is one of the articles that it's like you can. Uh, it's an interactive article. You can help catch the pumpkin smasher if you're in this area. You get a sticker from us if you catch the pumpkins. Hey, you can prove it. I mean, we'll, we'll mail you a sticker, one of the brand new models. <laughs> All right, well, let's go over to Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, Iowa. Iowa. And um, we're going to go to the Lestina family made a fucking horrific discovery when they came home. And uh, that, it, that was five inches of animal blood, fat, and tissue that was fucking gushing out of their fucking sub pump in their basement what? yeah they came home and uh they they found a sub pump was just gushing out which if you're not familiar sub pump is like in the basement it's like a, connected to the sewer system and the drainage system in the local area and they live next door to a slaughterhouse a meat locker I thought they lived on a burial ground. No, no, no Indian burial ground. This is in Pet Cemetery. We're not having another bad remake going on right now. But they didn't move the bodies. Dude. So, <laughs> basically, can you imagine five inches of disgusting guts and blood just in your fucking basement? You know what that's going to smell like? How hard it's going to be to clean that shit out of there? Oh, that's terrible. Dude. There's no way you're gonna get that the smell out of there. You could like coat of you could literally have a floor thick full of little tree air fresheners, and it ain't gonna do it. Oh no, hell no, dude, hell no. They they were uh, told by the uh, Iowa Department of Public Health that they cannot live in the home until it meets certain standards. And it's been professionally cleaned multiple times already. Yeah, I don't think there's that. You gotta bury it, dude. You gotta. Burn that motherfucker. Burn that motherfucker down. Actually, it will smell like a very nice barbecue, like backyard barbecue kind of thing if you burn that house down. Dude. Yeah. Smoke. Kind of cooking. All of a sudden, charcoal starts fitting with it. Dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Get that mesquite smell going. That's that's a win-win, I think. Yeah, man. Well, you know. They have a new house to go to. I just don't know if I'd ever want to go back, man. I don't know. Like, if you had anything down there, probably, dude, it ruined everything in your basement. Blood all over your shit. Dude, grandma's photo albums gone. Dude, the golf set, the golf club set you never got to using, gone. 
I mean, the only way you could flip it is if you pulled, like, uh, what they did in Aqua Teen Hunger Force when their walls were bleeding and you try and sell it to, like, someone who's, like, super fucking metal and they're, like, really into it. Dude. Demonic so, blood. Keep flowing, like, dude. Whatever. Is that how that works? Yeah, dude. Uh, satanic water. Fucking it, sell it by the court. And it's just blood. I mean, this time of year, it's gotta be, like, a big thing. It's probably, I would say it's definitely worth more this time of the year. The value is definitely uprised during October. The, the, keeping it from coagulating, that's the hardest part. We're dealing with a peak, yeah. The market is definitely seeing a peak right now. <laughs> so, we are headed uh, over to Popeye's. Matt, did you ever try one of those chicken sandwiches? I've had Popeyes. I didn't get like the chicken sandwich because they were sold the fuck out, as we talked about on the show. Those motherfuckers. I wanted that chicken sandwich when I went there, and all they had was regular old chicken. It was like KFC in there, and I was like, all right, it was pretty good. It was it was good. KFC slipping these days, so you can't trust them. So I would say Popeyes is pretty good. But uh, I want the chicken sandwich, dude. All I gotta say is I had the Chick Fil A sandwich when I was out west. And that shit was bomb. I, yeah, I had one of those before. They're not bad. Never got a chance to try the Popeye's chicken sandwich, but it has been a phenomena. Like literally, people fighting over. Dude, fighting. Memes. It's it was like a topic of the year. So of course there's got to be a sexy Halloween costume about it. We're talking oh. tight fitting, skimpy, skin showing. I think I think my house is haunted, dude. My phone just started making some crazy ass noises. Yeah, your uh, your phone's going a little nuts. Though. It's not like a fucking T Rex, dude. Fucking Halloween. I'm, I'm looking though at a, a picture of the sexy, spicy chicken sandwich costume. And it's like a one piece swimsuit kind of thing with some little like arm frills, and it it looks like a like a chicken sandwich. And there's a nice little touch down by the crotch area that says sold out that you know that this is one of those popular chicken sandwiches all I can say is that fucking chicken sandwich could get it it can it's very hot that's a spicy sandwich right there dude spicy get over here oh, <laughs> whoa damn provocative provocative calm down dude so uh if if any of our slackers out there plan on being a spicy chicken sandwich or a sexy chicken sandwich, we want to see pictures. We want you just to send us your Halloween costume, even if you're not a spicy chicken sandwich. We want to see what you wear. Yes. I'm sure there's going to be good ones out there. What? Robot, dude. That was our in-house robot producer, Chappie. Dude, don't sue us, Warner Brothers or DC. By the way, I, it, I'm Bat Batman. Two A's. <laughs> yeah. All right. Batman. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. All right. Don't sue us, you fucks. So the spicy, sexy chicken sandwich costume. We all knew it was coming, but now it's real. It's, it's <laughs> get down our psyche. I'm gonna keep an eye out for one. I'm hoping that I do get the sight of the rare. Sexy chicken sandwich costume. Yeah, I'm hoping I do see that. And I'm hoping I don't see this next novelty that we're going to talk about, which is not a costume. 
unless you make it i guess uh we're talking about a mini jacuzzi that is made just for your testicles i don't think anyone would get that costume no not at all well you never know though you, you would think that but this is america uh, now we're talking about basically what looks like uh, I'm going to share this for the YouTube um, it looks like a muffin pan for your nuts <laughs> like a small bed pan what was to say yeah let's let's check this out and uh, there's a gold version there's a gold version which is kind of cool that's crazy it's 10 grand so uh, let's move along to the normal one which is 39.95 and it's expected to deliver in somewhat time in uh, December I guess and uh, basically this thing's battery operated and um, it, it has soothing bubbles and an uh, ergonomic grip for your nuts so it'll be a perfect fit no matter the size of your uh, your dumplings there and this all came about from like some kind of weird conversation. I mean, all I've seen, this is the only excerpt I've seen from the guys that made this shit. Uh, small jacuzzi. It does. It does. It has a little perch for what I would like to call your taint, and um, your your testes just kind of dip in where the soothing bubbles would. The idea is that uh, it came from a funny conversation between friends. And uh, it was something about dating and life and, uh, I don't know, just different situations where, I guess, I'm assuming that you're talking about your nuts sweating and you got swamp ass. And um, you want to – because the reference was, like, it was perfect for the outdoorsman, a sportsman, a horse rider, or perhaps a cyclist. Well, what I don't understand is, like, where do you place this? It's very small. I'd say it's about – the like length of a phone but like it's taller too so is this supposed to go on a counter supposed to like dip your nuts into it on a counter yeah a specific nightstand that height yeah so our audio listeners it's definitely not meant for like just sitting under you while you're driving on the fucking throughway no 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 you're dealing with open water we're talking a squat position at best because you're not going to be comfy just perching on that little perch. That's a taint holder, not a full man holder. All right. Yeah. It's not like you're going to you're going to like just hold it there while you use it. I'd assume you set it down, but then you need something that's the specific height of your balls in order for it to be comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, I just I just don't know how I feel about this, dude. I mean, I don't see a lot of aeration slots. I see one little slot from the bottom and I don't think that's going to maybe hit me with the amount of bubbles that I want. And you brought up the topic of electricity, this being powered by electricity and it runs on water. Dude, now, who's to say this isn't one bad move away from becoming, like, the ball electric chair? Like, I mean, what? what's to say? I mean, it leaks a little bit in the wrong spot. You're all of a sudden you're you're fucking having a good old day. It's the three hundredth time you've used your sweet little testy jacuzzi. Wires are getting old. I'm loving it. It's fucking New Year's Eve. I'm about to go out partying, but I wanted to fucking have a nice little dip in the jacuzzi with my testes. And then all of a sudden, 
And you're fucking done, dude. And Steve's gone. Steve died being an asshole, and he had a testy jacuzzi. All right? Is that how you want to go out? They put it on your tombstone, dude. Died fucking testy jacuzzi. Killed him. Washing his balls in the posh way. Dude. Yeah, I think, I think I'll stick to the traditional methods. Smart man right there. That's all I'm going to say. Merlin knows what's up. Or, or I'll use our sponsor, man. Ooh, a nice little drop there. Manscaped does make a nice product. You know, they earned it. Like, I've got to say, just they're using their products, they've earned a little extra, a little extra drop. So don't go electrocuting yourself. No, definitely don't do that, dude. Definitely don't. This ball jacuzzi. Oh, my God, dude. Fuck that ball jacuzzi, dude. It's just so ridiculous. I'll say it. I don't care. Sue me, tested jacuzzi. For uh, tri trick-or-treaters. <laughs> don't. Dude. If you're a piece of shit and you hand out testy jacuzzis to kids, you're just fucking lock that man up now. Speaking of kids, our funny uh, clip of the week has a, uh, a child reacting to a Halloween decoration. Dude, this is cute as fuck. That's all yeah. I've got to say. It's adorable. Dude, and it's instinct. You do not fucking teach this. This kid is a fucking, he's a man already. Like, here, look. They're in a spirit Halloween, and he steps on one of those step here things, and a spider jumps out at him, and he just fucking starts wailing on it. Dude, instantly, instantly, like, backs up for a split second, and is just like, you want the heat, fool? And starts swinging away, and he... He, uh, in the audio version, he's like, yell, his dad's like, Charlie, Charlie. And he's like, I want to hit him. I want to hit him. <laughs> and he's, dude, he just wants to fuck that thing up, dude. Dude, I love that kid. That kid's awesome. Left him alone with it. He probably would have fucking done some damage to that thing. Dude, would have fucking murked that spider. Send this funny clip up on Friday for you to check out on our Twitter and our Facebook page. If you want to uh, see that, make sure you're subscribed over there and follow us. Hell yeah, check it out. And uh, now we're about to talk about some fucking spooky movies for you to watch to get in the mood for Halloween. But before we do that, here's a word from our sponsor, hemp-cbd.com. This episode is brought to you in part by Hemp-CBD.com. Hemp-CBD was founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with the mission to provide the best products in the industry. Hemp-CBD has created a one-stop shop for tons of CBD products, such as tinctures, edibles, topicals, pre-rolls, vape, and pet products. The products carried by Hemp-CBD are sourced from an organic hemp that's grown in the United States, lab tested and consists of CBD isolate, which is the purest form of CBD. This testing ensures that their products contain CBD and no other cannabinoids like THC. Head over to hemp-cbd.com and use promo code SLACKER for a 20% discount at checkout. That's hemp-cbd.com, promo code SLACKER. Hey everyone, my name is Drew and I host a podcast called Dudes with Brews on a Porch where we let the drinks flow and the conversations go. Each and every week, me and a friend of mine, we sit down, we try a different craft brew, usually from the state of Wisconsin, and we just sit down and have a conversation. We talk about all aspects of life. Once a month, we talk about paranormal stuff and we always have a good time. You can find our show, Dudes with Brews on a Porch, on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you find your podcast. Grab a cold one and hang out with us each and every week right here on the porch. 
get more out of life when you go out to a movie. All right, and we're back. And <laughs> it's time to talk about some fucking movies. Scary-ass movies. We got, um, you know, we always like to keep it Halloween-y in October. So we oh, go yeah. out there, and we're looking for stuff. I found it kind of difficult this year, Matt, to find, Dude. like, good stuff. You seem to be, like, watching tons uh, of Halloween shit. Dude, I was, like, I was having the complete opposite. I was having a hard time narrowing it down to what I was going to watch because I've been watching nothing but scary movies for, like, the whole month. <laughs> I've watched, like, 30 movies, probably, that are all fucking Damn. scary movies, you know? I know the Mad King is doing, like, the 31 for 31 Halloween movies for the days in the month. Oh, dude, yeah. He's always he's always doing some crazy shit. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the time I'll, like, look at what he's watching and see if it's, like, on one of the streaming services. He's a, he's a type of dude that likes to buy all of his shit. So he has, like, all, like, the craziest movies that you can't even get on, like, you know, Netflix or Hulu or anything like that. Right. And I always look to, like, friends and accomplices for recommendations on stuff. But I was uh, I was venturing off on my own, and I uh, came across one on Netflix called Headcount. And this was made in 2018, so fairly recently. And it's about a group of college students on a weekend getaway who accidentally summon a supernatural entity who ends up being a mimic of sorts. Um, and by that, I mean it starts physically copying them and appearing to uh, different members of the group as another member of the group. It all starts when uh, the main character, uh, who's played by Isaac J, and he, his, na- uh, his character's name is Evan, he goes out to visit his brother, um, who's basically his caretaker because their parents passed away. So he, he's, you know, responsible for him. They, he visits his brother because the dorms are closed, so he's staying with him for a few days um, while college is out. And as they're out hiking in the deserts of, I believe it's California, um, they run into another group of teenager, well, like young, young adults who were about the age of the main character. And he decides to go off with them. They tell some scary stories, which is where they end up saying the name of this demon five times. And from there, it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. The perspective that they gave um, for you as the audience member was like, you were right along with the characters being like, what did I just see? Was that, <laughs> was that the same person that they just walked past before that's now in this room? They would say things like, how did you get from there to here so fast? And they're like, what are you talking about? I've been here the whole time. So you don't know really who to trust. It kind of had a feeling kind of like The Thing, um, which is a favorite of mine. So that's what I was imagining when you were telling me about it is um, it reminded me of The Thing. And Mm -hmm. something is very unnerving about the mimic, like the whole idea of like something that's able to adapt shape shifting Mm -hmm. and, and just totally put on that like believable like you're just like what the fuck what's going on like what's real it like breaks all like over your thought because it's like you don't know what's real like it's like that guy wasn't real that you pat like you told me an instance where he passed the hallway and the guy was there and then like he got at the end of the hallway and there was another the guy was there and he's like how did you get here and he was with somebody and he was telling him like he was there the whole time yeah he was there for an hour like how do you trust if that's real if like that wasn't real what you passed in the hallway you know it's like 
I love and then shit the like characters that. start to kind of they're second guessing themselves and they feel like they're kind of going crazy and shit and then like oh. the way the demon ends up interacting with them it's um it's a unique take uh it's something that i haven't seen um as much in horror i don't i don't want to say too much and like ruin like some of the surprise that that is in the movie i i do have to say the way it was shot is like really really uh like just eye-catching and um mesmerizing in a way like the idea of a sunset is kind of like like the, a creepy sunset kind of sets the tone for this movie in terms of uh watchability imdb was not uh, nice to it at all it gave it a 5.3 out of 10 and rotten tomatoes not much better it got a 63 percent on the tomato meter and a 49 percent for audience score I found it interesting, though, because I saw some, uh, I think it was on IMDb, someone was like, did the director piss someone off? Because, like, this movie is actually, like, really good, and it seems to have, like, really bad reviews all over the place. Uh, so It happens, though. I mean, some of my favorite movies have shitty reviews, dude. Yeah, like, maybe there's something I don't know that I should be aware of, but it, it like, <laughs> by all accounts from me watching it, I, I really enjoyed it in terms of being like I'd say it's closer to a psychological thriller than a, a horror specifically um, which I, I tend to lean more towards like when I don't know what's going on that's when I'm more scared I can understand if uh, Leatherface is chasing me that I have to run that way you know to get away from it but if I don't know what's going on that's almost more paralyzing in my mind as, as yeah so that's something that I really uh, enjoyed and took away from uh, this movie. If you want to watch Headcount, it is on Netflix. I think it's, I want to say it's like one of those Netflix originals, if you want to call it that. A Netflix bought film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they do it smart. They just buy the rights and put it out as their own. Right. But there's some brilliant mind came up with the script and shot it all. Hey, I mean, if, hey, if they dude. get paid... I don't give a fuck, dude. It brings me... Dude, if it has a Netflix badge, I know there's a good fucking chance I'm going to dig it. That's true. No. It, seems, right? it seems to be a, a pretty good, a solid indicator of whether or not I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, movie, series, whatever, dude. It, it generally seems like it's a higher production, the shot quality is going to be better, and it's overall enjoyable, you know? I wonder how much of that is their algorithm at work, though, too, giving us, like, you know, the good stuff that they that they produce that we they know we would like specifically true there's a lot of hidden shit with netflix and uh they they suit a lot of countries too if you notice like there is a lot of international i've noticed in the last true. year that they've started to incorporate a lot of like random international videos that like normally wouldn't be on netflix that's true it's yeah. uh it's cool though because it opens up to more especially in terms mm. of like uh horror and scary movies like to see what other people oh, and dude. other cultures find terrifying that's always like, super yeah interesting. if you love movies take a chance with a subtitle movie I mean, you'll probably fucking find some fucking gems out there that you, like, will literally be thinking about, like, that's a great fucking film after the fact. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, when I, dude, Korean films for me, I found a lot of Korean films that, like, I really dug in the horror genre. I, I think do. we've mentioned it before, but Train to Busan, great Korean oh, zombie film. Man from Nowhere is, like, it's more of a murder, brutal. Um, <laughs> the Devil Came at Night. There, there, or I Saw the Devil, rather. Um, there's a lot of good ones that are just crazy. And uh, really well thought out, well written. 
really there's one that i'm trying to think of it's i think it's called like a girl walks home alone in the dark and it was like a a vampire movie that was shot in black and white it was like a foreign film oh okay i thought you were talking about let the right one in which is like um, that's another really good one yeah Yeah, fucking amazing dude that's an amazing film yeah yeah, it's called the girl walks home alone at night um Yeah, yeah. There's it's uh, it's in Persian, but yeah, it, there's okay. So many good ones out there, especially so many mentions here. I'll have to check that one out because I haven't seen that one personally. <laughs> Damn, we just gave off like six mentions of, of other uh, foreign. Well, it's horror fucking horror. Halloween, man. There's a lot of good fucking horror out there, honestly. If you if totally. you go looking, uh, my film better watch out, dude. This film came out of nowhere, random watch. Um, I have Amazon Prime and I I subscribe to Shutter which is like a horror specialty and uh it's like all horror films or series oh yeah it's a horror um like add-on and it's just all class there's a lot of classics there's a lot of new shit on there and uh better watch out was one that popped up i had a lot i had a hard time because i've been watching a shit ton of horror mm-hmm. this one really stuck out to me i really enjoy films that uh you you can't see what's coming ahead you know, and in horror, it's more predictable than any other genre. I feel like you can always see the next step, right? You know how it's going to progress, where the fucking the cliffhanger is, like you know where it's going to change. And this film breaks breaks it up really well in the storyline. And um, basically, it's uh, it it starts out with a ba- the, the typical thing with horror, the babysitter type, you know, invader. There's a fucking guy coming in to harm the babysitter while she's trying to watch the kids. And it's it's a crazy storyline that um, starts out just like every other horror film in that, that like slasher slash, you know, like now shooter age. I mean, a lot of the time they have guns now instead of uh, the typical knife. But uh, it's still like slasher to me. And um, it changes completely. And I, I, I had a hard time because I was like, I don't know what I want to reveal you know about this because I don't want to ruin it because if people are going to genuinely watch this film I don't want to ruin how it changes but there's a lot of flip the flops to where it's not what you expect with the typical you know invasion of the babysitter getting fucking you know chased down constantly by some random fucking person (laughs) okay Exactly, dude. Well, no, that sounds like the babysitter's getting poked by her boyfriend, who's the lead quarterback on the, the football team. Um, <laughs> so, in, you know, I should say it's a 17-year-old girl who's babysitting, you know, a kid who's probably in the last terms of being babysat. He's 12 years old, which, I mean, I don't know about you, dude, but I wasn't being babysat at that age anymore. Yeah, so, no. It's a little old to be babysat, right? That's like the far end of having to be watched. Exactly. So, I mean, that plays into the whole storyline. And again, I know I'm giving you a very fucking vague description. (laughs) I'm telling you, trust me. Watch this film. Let it play out. See how it plays out. How psychotic characters can be. I really, really enjoyed it. And, uh... I, I think you guys will too. It, it was directed by Chris Peckover, starring uh, the babysitter was Olivia Dijon. Levy Miller was the uh, the child that she was babysitting, and Ed Oxenbold was um, a 
the best friend of the kid that she was babysitting, who plays a, a pretty big role in the film. Okay. And I thought he would, he played probably his acting really sold the whole film for me. I really enjoyed his acting throughout the film. And again, he plays a lot of key roles in the plot change and everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's like it sounds like with just the way that it twists, you don't want to give too much away. See, and I probably painted a picture where you're thinking something's going to happen with some character, and it's probably I'm explaining it in a way that it's definitely not going to happen that way either, too. So, so it kind like, of flips the normal narrative of like the babysitter in danger. Dude, on I'm talking like it's an M Night twist without being too outrageous. Okay. You know, like he not goes like a little overboard. Stuff. But it's it's like just the right twist where it's like, oh, I didn't fucking see that coming, and I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, and nice. I really fucking enjoyed it. Um, it didn't get it didn't get fucking scorched as bad as yours. <laughs> IMDb gave it six point five out of ten, and uh, it's a tomato meter eighty nine percent with an audience rating rating of sixty six percent. That's not bad, actually. No, not too bad. Not too bad. It's like people uh, enjoy. It seems like the audience hated on it more which again who knows how great this shit is i don't know man um i really fucking enjoyed it and i know a lot of people out there would enjoy it as well and i didn't hear about the shit at all i didn't hear about this film at all before i yeah, randomly I stumbled across it on when, uh when was it made again Shutter. 2016 this came out yeah late okay. 2016 fall huh. right before halloween actually okay. and um best part of course better watch out you might know that it's a, it takes place during Christmas, which gets an extra point with me. I love Christmas time horror. Fucking amazingly fun. Right? Doesn't that add a little fun to it? You like to mix the Halloween Christmas kind of vibe? Yeah, dude, it adds a little fun in my in, in my opinion, I guess, you know? I like so it. then what would you classify uh, if you had to pick it's one holiday or the other for Nightmare Before Christmas? Is it Halloween or Christmas movie? Dude, that's a tough one, dude. I feel like it ultimate goal line i mean it's probably christmas because like what that's you know, what i'd say too you know the outcome of it you know the whole overall statement of it but yeah. you would say that this movie is uh appropriate for halloween time i would say this is it's pretty grim and horror so okay. <laughs> yeah i would definitely and the outcome is you know just open too so i mean it's just you don't know how it really ends the story for people nice which, yeah that's which is always out. cool mine was like a little open-ended as well it did like yeah. the uh sort of you don't know where it's gonna go dude yeah because yeah, i mean you probably i'd imagine you're pretty similar too i started imagining the storyline on my own and it's fun i started imagine. yeah i started thinking about a sequel to uh to the one be like exactly that. exactly dude i started thinking about where does it go from here and how many how does it play out from there which again very vague but you'll understand if you watch the film <laughs> and i'm guaranteeing if you like horror you'll fucking dig this film there you go so there's two movies for you to check out that's head count you can find that on netflix or better watch out that one's on amazon you said yep and uh amazon but you gotta get shutter prime okay so shutter yeah or or go buy it yeah buy yourself a dvd like the old times so uh, we're going to be playing a Halloween-themed game going on here. And uh, that's going to happen right after this ad from Manscaped. Support for American Slacker comes from Manscaped, who's the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. 
Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I don't know about you, Jesse, but I am sick and tired of being outmatched by these razors and traditional trimmers that you get in the store. And no matter what, they they fucking snag your nuts. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have a lawnmower 2.0 razor, which they have sent our way, has a proprietary skin safe technology, so you won't get those nicks or snags on your nuts. Nice. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Yeah, and with our 20% off code plus free shipping, you're going to be saving a bunch of money and getting some great products that won't end up uh, making it look like a war zone down there. All you got to do is enter slackers at checkout. Manscaped.com, 20% off. Get your anti-chafing ball deodorant, your sweet lawnmower 2.0. Your nuts will thank you later. You can even rep them by getting yourself a Manscaped.com t-shirt. So head on over to Manscaped.com, 20% off at checkout. Enter code SLACKERS. Get your ball swag here. The Podworm Spacecast is a podcast hosted by seven lifelong friends who inject comedy directly into your ear canals every Tuesday. You may think seven hosts is too many for a podcast, but you may also think $5 is too cheap for a quality voiceover such as this. Yet here we are. Enjoy a clip from the critically acclaimed Podworm Spacecast. And I looked up, how do you fix squeaky shoes? And they said, you got to get some baking soda, and you put it in the shoe, uh-huh. and it absorbs, like, the moisture or whatever, and it fixes the shoe. Boom. I went to the store across the street. I went to the bathroom. During lunch? <laughs> the bathroom in the store across this the street. This is an emergency. This cannot wait till tomorrow. You, yeah, you did this at work? So, yeah. I told you, yeah. I couldn't get off my desk. I'm so embarrassed. So oh. Andrew walked across the street. Wiki, wiki, wiki. It was more like, wiki, 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 wiki. And then the, and then he had to wait for the light. <laughs> you can find the Podworm Space Cast wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, keep squirming. are back and uh matt man it looks like you have a game for me oh we're gonna play a fucking game it's a return of scorsese or fugazi but halloween theme and uh yeah i've got a, a bunch of movies <laughs> loves it everybody loves it it's the it's one of the favorite games on the uh I'm just going to say, uh, I'm pretty stoked for this one, man. I don't know if you're going to be able to decipher my bullshit. All right. Yeah, we'll see. I got a whole lot of bullshit laid out. That, yeah, what are, what are the rules in this one? So the rules are, I change it up every time. Basically, Scorsese, we have, everybody knows Scorsese. The name is legendary. We're talking about film, baby. And uh, I'm going to lay out either a title or a description. In this That's case. You dressed up as, by the way. I should have, right? That would have been a lot Scorsese Batman. <coughs> no, Scorsese was Batman. Um, and uh, <laughs> back to the game. Basically, this time, I'm going to give you a title. You're going to tell me, if it, is it a real horror film or is it fake? Did I make up that title? There's a lot of fun names out there for horror films. And uh, this one was pretty easy to find a bunch of ridiculous ones. Yeah, this is going to be tough, I feel like. <laughs> I'm pretty confident, yeah, you haven't heard of the ones I've. Play along at home or in your car. 
wherever you are in your bunker bunker oh man we got bunker listeners that's, bunker that's probably listeners. We're talking I to mean, you shit yeah we probably do i wouldn't hey, you doing the dishes in your bunker dude See yeah you. limited water be careful you know uh uh, very limited water on the dishes. You know, rebottle I mean, really, that dishwater. Yeah, rebottle it, filter it. Um, charcoal filter might help you out. Um, yeah. So, what's my first title here? <laughs> oh yeah, back, we're playing the game. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Hollywood chainsaw hookers. Hmm. Scorsese, Fugazi. You tell me. I'm gonna say. Scorsese, that sounds like a real one. You're right. You're right. It is 100% a real movie. It came out in 1988. Uh, it's a slasher film. And um, it's, yeah. IMDb, not so much. 5.3 on IMDb. Uh, a private eye, played by Jay Richardson, finds a runaway, Lene Quigley, uh, working in a strip joint. Part of a madman's, played by Gunnar Hansen, cult of chainsaw worship. So, as you can imagine, it's a fucking crazy. There's a lot going on there. B movie chainsaw blood fest going on. Um, probably a lot of fun. Uh, directed by Fred Olin Gray. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah. I got one. Small budget, so you know it's fucking grindy as hell. It's got sixty thousand dollar budget, budget according to Google. So I'm sure that's a lot of fun. You can do You can get a decent amount of chainsaws with sixty grand, dude. You can get a shit ton of chainsaws for sixty grand. But the actors, man, do they know how to use them? I mean, spent it all on chainsaws. I mean, figure it out. I don't know. (laughs) Figure it out, bud. Uh, Moving along, number two. Let's see if you're as smart on this one, Merlin. Movie number two, The Paper Cutter. The Paper Cutter. Uh, this one doesn't sound real. I'm going to say this is Fugazi. You sure? I'll give, you, I'll give you a little. Uh, this man worked for a company named Dunder Mifflin. And all right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Woo! Made this one up. Paper cutter. Is this straight out of the office? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I've been watching a lot of the office, I can't lie. So <laughs> it's probably why this came to my mind. All right, let's move along. We're talking about uh, number three, which is a movie called Monsterd. Turd. So T U R D. That's Monsterd. Monsterd. Like two words are hyphenated. No, it's together. One word. Mon. I'm just trying to say it so you understand it. Mons turd. I'm going to say this is not real. This is Fugazi. Well, you're wrong, sir. You got your first wrong one. Yeah, yeah. You're wrong. It is uh, a real movie that came out in April 2003. And uh, yeah, it is a movie about a basically a serial, a serial killer mutates after he falls into a sewer he becomes a monster that's basically made out of shit oh, and great. uh yeah he kills a shit ton of people and the fbi is like trying to get track him down 
shit like that. Uh, <laughs> directors Dan West and Rick Popko, because it takes two directors to handle such a piece of shit. <laughs> does does the tagline of the movie read, yes, it's a shitty movie? Um, No, I do see on a poster way cool, and I'm willing to bet that I could fucking win a lawsuit on bullshit there that's bullshittery <laughs> all right oh man so i got two right two out of three wrong. so and i need i need this last one you need to win one i mean you got two more chances dude you got yeah, two know, more chances i need one more point i don't know dude you could get the final death we'll see <laughs> is that what happens one. if i lose i die yeah, dude, I got to come out to Cali. Uh, it'll take me about five hours, but uh, I expect you to be there. And yeah, we'll settle this. I'm going to be in Japan square. by then. Dude, how dare you? How dare you run from the official slacker game, Scorsese or Fugazi? You'll never catch me. I'm three hours behind you. Question four. Is this movie real or not? Attack of the Sack. Attack of the Sack. Almost spit my beer on that one. My hipster Batman voice. That's oh my god. That's got to be fake. That's a fake one, dude. It's Hitchcock. How dare you? <laughs> Hitchcock. Right. I'm just gonna, hold on. I'm I'm gonna give you a chance to change your mind. No. no. Me, let, let, hold on. I'm gonna <laughs> give you a little little fucking info on what the storyline is. There's a storyline. Now there's a gentleman. He's using a mini jacuzzi that's built for his nuts. It's only solidifying my idea that this is Fugazi. It shorts out. It electrifies him. His nut sack detaches from him. And somehow there's radiation in that power pack. And it makes this nut sack so big. It's bigger than the skyscrapers in the city. It's bigger than god it's fucking just demolishing the city smudging around like a nutsack <laughs> just demolishing things dude it's rolling you sure this is fake dude you sure that's a fugazi because i mean that was pretty passionate what i just laid out i'm calling bullshit you're right Woo! Damn it, <laughs> but i'm looking for an asian right now i got a script in mind i think we can pound something out that could take the horror world by storm the CGI for that giant nutsack is going to cost. It's going to cost a little bit, yeah, but there's investors. Sixty thousand, more than sixty thousand. That's for sure. It's going to definitely take more the more of a budget than uh, Monster or Hollywood Hookers. Dude, you've won, but we're going to play the last one out for fun. I was counting on you to be on a cliffhanger. I don't know why I had. I was like, he's going to get on a cliffhanger. Guess I was overly confident. All right, dude. Audience, calm the fuck down. Dude, you're not going to get your complimentary digital camera, Oprah style, all right? Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, dude, is- you guys did it, all right? You guys fucking did it. Sit down. Yeah. Shut up, all right? <laughs> Last question. Scorsese or Fugazi? James Bong, the stoner that killed me. <laughs> I'm going to say Scorsese. That's a real one. Now I feel like you're just playing into me. You're just, you're just being a nice guy. <laughs> we all know this is fake, dude. We know it's fake. <laughs> I, I I never would have known. So I got that wrong, I guess. You got that wrong, dude. You just threw, threw me a bone. <laughs> threw me a bone. I feel like I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the evidence. I feel like I hit you with a James Bond movie before. 
I think I did. Maybe. This Maybe. is this part still part of the same series? Yeah, I think this this would be part of the series. It would be the first movie. This is groundbreaking. This is groundbreaking. Don't fucking steal my ideas part if you're canon. listening. Hollywood directors, which we know we have a few. I was thinking of the first genre bending series that goes from, you know, the happy stoner film to a straight fucking horror in the next one without any explanation. Let's not be <laughs> bitches. Let's just fucking make the crossover. No right? explanation. Just jumps. Dude, just jumps. All right. So is this like an earnest thing? Like sometimes it's happy, sometimes it's scary. Dude. Yeah, dude. Exactly, dude. Ernest was, dude, he was making waves in his day. He was. He was. I think we dude. can all agree right, to that. Dude. We should see more earnest. I think that's what I'm going to do with my, my winner speech or my victory speeches. Let's all be a little bit more earnest. In dude, life. that's a way to live life. I'm behind it. Dude, it's an earnest way of living. The crowd's with me. They finally are on my side. Dare I say a slow clap, maybe, by the listeners out there, no matter where you are, at work. Around the country. Yeah, in traffic. All at different times because they're listening to the show. Dude, walking down the block. <laughs> maybe you're sleeping next to your significant other. Why not? Clapping. Slow clap, dude. Maybe they'll wake up into a slow clap. You'll have help. a fucking bonding moment. Right? You're stronger after that. Dude, hell yeah, dude. That's and we're glad we got we helped you get there. We helped you get there. We helped you get to Halloween. And we're almost. We're almost there. We'll be there soon. We're getting there. Dude, we're way too we're way too fucking hyped. It's not even Halloween and we're fucking dressed <laughs> up. You're a fucking wizard. I'm Batman. This is out of control. You're Matman. Dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, Matman slash Batman. Uh <laughs> do not sue me, DC. I'm really sorry. This I used this costume a year ago. I really love Batman. Grew up on it. Don't fucking sue me, dude. There there's another cl- copyright claim for us. Dude, fuck, dude. Add it to the pile. YouTube heard me say Batman way too many times. It's like you get, you can get like three of them, but once you get the four, you're done. You're done. Cutting you're you done. off. I'm cutting you off. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up, dude. Uh, hey, if you want to check us out, uh, my personal shit, check me out on Instagram, MWG Media. Catch me on Xbox Live. Play a little fucking Red Dead Redemption 2. That's what we've been fucking around on. Uh, Matty G from HP. And you can find me at Barack Obama. Uh, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> or Landers the Plane for my alt account. Trickery, dude. Trickery. <laughs> we talked about this, bro. Trick or treat. <laughs> Trick or treat. Happy Halloween, people. We love each and every one of you. And until next time, that's it. There you go. We're smoking America. America. we passing America. Passing America. I'm mapping America. America. I'm psyching America. America. We're talking America. America. We blazing America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passage. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and neck and savage? Have you ever seen a bad hit a bong? Because you're gonna. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all on my slip. Falling like Domino's bitch. Fuck. The bong was on me.
I want to see Batman get thrown in jail for littering. All those bodies he's just leaving everywhere. We're second America. We're second America. We're second America.